This is an Artist Journey podcast, the podcast for people thriving and creating as artists. I'm your host, Malcolm Dewey, and let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome to an Artist Journey podcast. Great to be on the show again, and I'm so happy that you've joined me. It's been a really busy week. Halloween's now over and had a lot of fun putting together a reading of the classic The Monkey's Paw. I've got also a new appreciation for those radio drama shows I used to listen to when I was a kid. I love them, but a lot of work goes into it. And man, the editing, amazing. Anyway, it was great fun and I've had lots of positive feedback from it. So who knows, maybe I'll do a Christmas show. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that, but uh, maybe a Christmas carol. How about that? And just let me know. I might do a few chapters. <laughs> okay, on the bright side of the week, I've released a new book and uh, quite chuffed about that. 52 Weeks of Creative Living, Inspiration for Your Creative Soul. It's a compilation of um, essays, thoughts, various chapters dealing with my artist process as I've experienced it. One uh, story per week, maybe to give artists and creatives a bit of inspiration for that week. And uh, when you're feeling the uh, pull of negative thoughts or the resistance is stopping you from getting going that week, maybe a chapter of this book will help. I certainly hope so. I had a lot of fun putting it together and and every word of it really comes from um, the truth from within me, at least as the way I see it. I think a lot of universal truths about fronting up, showing up, doing the work, letting it go and moving on, dealing with all the challenges that creatives face in trying to produce their best work. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. So hopefully this book gives you a lot of motivation and shows you that uh, you're not alone even when it feels like you're the only person making your art out there and and what the hell's going on with the world (laughs) and nobody is appreciating it so uh, it might help you in that respect and uh, maybe a welcome gift for a friend or two who knows (laughs) you may be thinking about that so i thought um It's had a a great reception already in the past few days, and I've had a lot of positive feedback from uh, friends and other artists out there who've um, enjoyed it already. So check it out. You'll find it on Amazon, either ebook or paperback version. If you prefer a PDF, you can grab it on Gumroad. Find out more details on my website as well. And I thought... um, I would read chapter one. Why not? Why not? So let's have a go. Chapter one. But I'm not ready. Looking back on past New Year's days, there are distinct life stages that I have pulled through. The 20s when I was dirt poor, in debt and happy. New Year's Day would often be welcomed with a slight stagger from overindulgence the night before. A day spent resting and enjoying the moment. In the 30s, New Year's Day became a frustrating wait for the working year to begin. I had joined the rat race and I had started a family and it was time to make a future for all of us. 
This meant working for money, basically. Run, run, run. Not a happy decade overall, and it passed so quickly. I have to work it out in my mind and picture the good moments with my family. But deep down, there is the icy feeling that I had too many worries clouding my days. Then the 40s. Slowly I realized that a change was required. The connection between art and my spirit had to be restored. I was not an office worker by nature. This lifestyle is fine if it brings you joy, but for me the daily grind and worries of professional work had locked me away. My sense of humor and spirit had been whittled down. I was tired. Resolution. Paint regularly and redevelop my painting style. The goal was to exhibit paintings by the end of the year. With this resolution established, I began to follow it through. It was perhaps the first time I had really taken action on my New Year's resolutions. To cut a long story short, by the end of 2009, I had exhibited paintings at a Christmas fair. Sales were better than expected. I would made the step required and began to see potential. Well, that's all history now, and I'm working full-time painting and teaching art. Writing books too, evidently. It all seems so bizarre, but wonderful too. I know it's not a big deal in the scheme of things, but to me it was a massive risk. I never expected to turn what is a hobby for most people into a living. I'll go into this process more in this book, but for now, these lessons stand out. Number one, it is never too late. Within reason, of course, but if physically and mentally you are able to do what you want to do, then put that process into action. Number two, focus on the one thing you need to do right now. I had one resolution, and more than that, I tend to get distracted. Number three, kick the time-wasting habits step by step. For me, the first action step was to cut down on watching TV. Eventually, I got rid of cable altogether. No internet TV either. This gave me extra days in the, in the month, and it is a huge thing. Number four, be patient and make steady progress. Success is a pro process, not a destination. Stopping because it is taking too long is to guarantee failure. Persisting is to guarantee success. One day at a time. Number five. Read more non-fiction books. Unless you have a full-time mentor, you'll need to learn from somewhere. New lessons come from many sources, but books are my number one resource. Happy New Year. Now go get them, tiger. <laughs> And uh, I think, as I said, that was my first New Year's resolution. Well, that's not true. The first New Year's resolution I actually put into practice. And, you know, as I've mentioned before, I think on this podcast and certainly in my blog, I'm not a, I'm not a risk taker by nature. I think I'm an entrepreneur because even as a kid, I was coming up with money-making schemes with my mates and and uh, we were making some pocket money every now and then, and we had no shame. As a child, it's fantastic. Anything's possible, and you feel nothing. You just do it, and uh, you don't care what people think. So, as a grown-up, man, does that change. 
you really start worrying about whether you're doing something stupid or what people are going to think. Are you embarrassing your family, yourself, what's going on? All things I've had to work out of my system. And uh, it takes a lot of hard work when you make it part of your life. So that is now a thing of the past. And, and I've developed a thick skin again. But uh, you do get things that, that bring you down. And that is just a, a hint once again. Nothing remains the same, and you don't have to remain stuck in one place either. All you can count on is that things are going to change. So do your best to make it a change for the good. It's funny because I find um, inspiration in sometimes the weirdest places, but as that reading from chapter 1 indicates, um, there's nothing like a good book to remind you of the universal truths of life. And one of my favorite books in this regard is written by Robert Henry called The Art Spirit. I mention this quite often. You may have heard me do that already and I've written about it quite often. And it's also a book of um, anecdotes, advice, essays, that sort of thing. And I want to read a bit out of this book for you. A really profound piece and it just shows you the, the idea of perception and how we see things and how our mind works if we if we see it and get a grip on it we can use it to our advantage but if we're not aware of how our mind is working and our perceptions work we're going to really struggle so let's have a look at the book i'm reading on page 37 of the paperback the art spirit by robert henry and he writes as follows all things change according to the state we are in. Nothing is fixed. I lived once in the top of a house in a little room in Paris. I was a student. My place was a romance. It was a mansard room and it had a small square window that looked out over the housetops. Pink chimney pots. I could see the Institute, the Pantheon and the Tour Saint-Jacques. The tiles of the floor were red and some of them were broken and got out of place. There was a little stove, a wash basin, a pitcher, piles of my studies. Some hung on the wall, others accumulated dust on their backs. My bed was a cot. It was a wonderful place. I cooked two meals and ate dinner outside. I used to keep the camembert out of the window on the mansard roof between meals, and I made fine coffee and made much of eggs and macaroni. I studied and thought, made compositions, wrote letters home full of hope of some day being an artist. It was wonderful. But days come when hopes looked black and my art student's paradise was turned into a dirty little room with broken tiles. Ashes fell from the stove it was all hopelessly poor. I was tired of camembert and eggs and macaroni, and there wasn't a shade of significance in those delicate little chimney pots, or the Pantheon, the Institute, or even the Tour Saint-Jacques. I love that uh, passage by Robert Henry because isn't it so true? One day you're flying high and the next day down again. But that's the artist's life. In fact, it's probably anyone's life, actually. The thing is, 
I suspect that artists and creatives, writers, you name it, all creative people go through this, the up and down. And you need a good day and it sustains you. And then you hit a flat spell and all seems bleak. Why is nobody paying attention? Nobody is buying your art or sharing your work or, in fact, even seeming to care. In truth, it's not malicious. Nobody is trying to ignore you. People have their lives and everybody has ups and downs. Sometimes you don't know what it is that you are producing that is going to help somebody else. You don't know if somebody else is having a bad day and they read your article, maybe try your book out, look at your painting online or check out what you're doing on Instagram, anything like that. And it lifts their spirits. So for that moment, you're actually doing something really fantastic for somebody else. You may not even know it. How do I know this? Because every now and then I do get some feedback from um, somebody in any part of the world. It's amazing that uh, it could be California one day and somewhere in the Philippines the next day. And there's somebody who's saying, thanks, you know, I really enjoyed this lesson or um, guess what, I'm trying a new painting or I'm starting painting for the first time and I found your blog or found a painting course by you and it's just what I needed. When you get that sort of feedback every now and then, it's simply a reminder, be grateful for that moment. Be grateful that you've created something and put it out there. Be grateful that you have the opportunity to, to try something new. When you start taking pleasure in those little things and those little elements of your life that you should be grateful for, it turns things around, it flips the switch. And by the next day, you're feeling great again. It's all about simply showing up. And when you're really feeling the grind and it's holding you back, go through the motions. One step at a time, just go through the motions until you get into that flow state again. And rest assured that whatever you do, whatever you create and put out there with a positive heart will come back to reward you one day. And importantly, it's going to touch somebody else out there and inspire them. And you can count on that. You can absolutely count on that 100%. It's a big world, but every person is an individual with their own worries, cares, ups and downs. And it just takes a little touch of kindness and gentleness. And of course, when you create something with good intentions and a pure attitude, that is an act of gentleness and kindness, not only to yourself, but to somebody else who's going to appreciate it. And it does that little bit to improve the world. I hope that doesn't come across as too sappy and uh, naive, but it's absolutely true. And I see it happening all the time. And I see it with friends or family when they're online or they find maybe a pin on Pinterest or a post on Instagram, something that inspires them, helps them or reminds them that uh, it's going to be okay, that there is good things out there, that people are doing good things.
and I see they tell me about it and I see how it improves their day. Those little things, they all count. So go out there and do your art, create something. It's November, so maybe you're writing a novel for National Novel Writing Month. Whatever you're doing, enjoy it and just take it step by step. Let me know. You can uh, join me on my website, visit my blog, send me an email, whatever it is. Let me know how your creative journey is going. And are you going to make a New Year's resolution? Are you planning one? Are you going to just get started now? Why not? Go for it. Let me know and encourage others that are also going down that path. Okay, well, that's it for today. I will join you again next week on this podcast and uh, if you've enjoyed it and got some value out of it pass it on share it and uh, subscribe check it out on iheart radio a really cool podcast venue and i'm enjoying it very much as usual this uh, podcast brought you by learn to paint with impact my comprehensive painting course you can find out more about that on my website just look at painting courses and find out how you can start your course with me thanks for joining me and we'll chat again soon cheers for now